0: Hey everybody, welcome to Creative Ops, a podcast for creative people by creative people. The song you're hearing right now is me playing. I am creative person Christopher Talon, host of the show. I'm very enthusiastic today because I got to talk to a fellow drummer. I talked to Alfonso Seville of Heartsick back in episode something or other, and it was so much fun. I've been following this band for decades now. So I reached out to the drummer and I was like, Hey, Jake, I'm a big fan of the band. Do you want to come on my podcast? And he was like, In normal times, no, but this isn't normal times. So, yes. So I want to get to that podcast because we totally narrated out about drums. And if you're a drummer at all, you're going to love it. If you're into metal at all, you're going to love it. If you're just into music, you're going to love it. But first, I want to tell you about my friends friends of this show the first friend i want to tell you about is our newest friend irie kitchen that's i-r-i-e Kitchen. irie kitchen is the best organic caribbean street food period not just around here but maybe anywhere maybe even in the caribbean because pops that's working back there he is from jamaica him and his wife moved to london and then to the united states here where they had their son vince who runs this business has been doing it since he was 19 years old and it's an amazing place go check him out at and taste the rhythm well it's actually taste the rhythm but i feel like it just sounds so much cooler when you say it with an accent and i don't have a cool accent so go and taste the rhythm at irie kitchen my favorite restaurant in the grand rapids area baby farm soaps only on facebook is this fantastic company in kentucky that makes organic lip balms beard balms hand creams and just the most delightful soaps they look nice they feel nice they last a long time you just get a little bit on your hand and start to lather that up and all of a sudden you're just like whoa where did all this soap come from it's insane i love it my kids love it everyone in our house has their own bar we all have our own tube of lip balm and the hand cream saved my knuckles usually this time this year they almost look scarred but they they're not even cracked open go check them out baby farm soaps only on Facebook. Tell them you heard about them on Creative Ops and get hooked up with anything that you need and ask them about their custom labeling. That's right. It doesn't have to be their label. You can have it say, congratulations. I love you. I miss you. Let's get together soon. Happy birthday, Dave. You know, whatever it is, they can do it. Make it special. Great gifts, great things to buy for yourself. Baby Farm Soaps on Facebook. Hey guys, media group, basically strong-armed me into starting a podcast in the first place, and the only reason I went along with it was because they said, don't worry, we'll help you out. I'm an employee of the company as their blogger SEO kind of guy, but I'm also a beneficiary of their expertise when it comes to putting together a podcast. This would sound like garbage right now if it wasn't for those guys, and it probably wouldn't even happen in the first place. So if you think you can do better than me, hey, check out heyguysmediagroup.com. Put it to the test. Those guys can help you make your podcast, whether it's Helping you with a couple things along the way and making sure it all gets done right. Or you say, Hey guys, I want to start a podcast. You get it going for me, and then I will slowly take over. They can help you, they can teach you, or they can stay on and keep doing it for you. And you just want to be on the mic and you want to have all that stuff handled. These are your guys. Give them a shout at heyguysmediagroup.com. Find their socials, get involved, and find out what they can do for you. Hey guys, media group. Let them help you make your podcast and ladies and gentlemen the original sponsors rivertown adventures check them out rivertownadventures.com see what they've got going on this year because they've got new stuff going now you can go on the Red Cedar River, the Grand River and the Looking Glass River. These guys are in and around Lansing now so go check them out if you are in that Lansing Capital city area. you can go right up to a little they created a little beach right downtown on the Grand River If you just want to walk up and say hey give me a boat I just want to hop in for a quick little paddle just a little get something to get the the heart going real quick. You can park your car, go jump right in the water. Or if you want to go on one of their routes, you can park your car, get in their van. They will drive you, your friends, and all the boats and paddles and gear that you need to a predetermined spot. And you can go from there back to where you parked. It's great. And honestly, I think it's the most fun original experience you're going to have in Lansing. In or outdoors. There, I said it. I always say it's the most fun you're going to have outdoors in Lansing, but it's just the most fun you're going to have anywhere. Okay, so go ahead. You can go there with friends, with a date, with the family, or you can go there by yourself, put in some headphones, and listen to Creative Ops while you're cruising down the river and checking out the cool wildlife and the, the natural scene that's kind of hidden when you're in the city. Rivertownadventures.com. Live free, go paddle. My guest today is Jake Bryan of the band Heartsick. He is their drummer. And, uh, you know, you wouldn't know, just from talking to him, he's a, he's a pretty, pretty quiet, soft-spoken guy. I dare say even a little shy. You would not know that this guy has lightning in his hands and feet and is just one of the most talented... Skillful drummers playing in—I don't know—I don't want to even say metal or hard rock. He's just—he's just an incredible drummer, and we—we talk about all the finer points of his approach, his gear, and all the—all the fun nerdy stuff that (laughs) drummers like to talk about, uh, and uh, get into some of his experiences, which are are pretty interesting in in itself. Just how how he got into music, how he knew that music was his calling in life, and how he's been able to keep that going. Check out this interview, and then also check out Heartsick. They're on social media at heartsick band. Check them out because they have a new EP that by the time this comes out will have just been released, I think a day or two earlier than uh, than the drop of this podcast episode. So, listen to Jake, especially if you're a drummer, man. Even if you don't like the kind of music that we're talking about all the time, some of the things that drummers share across music is is pretty interesting too. So, I mean, you've heard the the theme song for for this show. That's that's me playing that. So, obviously not metal, not hard rock kind of guy, but we can bond over uh, the finer points of drumming. So, maybe there's some deeper lesson in that too that we can figure out along the way <laughs> all right guys here is my interview recorded oh probably two weeks now ago by the time this drops with jake brian the drummer from heartsick go check out their new ep and enjoy the interview love you guys We were talking just before we uh, started recording about No Life a little bit. Yeah. So you were in the band when it was still No Life? Yes, that is correct. I joined No Life in,
1: well, I think it was December of 2012. I received an email from Bonzo. Um, yeah They were saying that they needed a new drummer. Um, they're having some issues going on. And uh, I was completely surprised. And I remember he was saying that, like, you know, I was one of like three people that they wanted to audition. And uh, he asked if I was interested. And I said, yeah. And um, went to do the audition at his old house up on the north side of town here. And um, it went well. So
0: were you in a band at the time or how did oh, they yeah. know you? So I knew
1: those guys uh, in the music scene. I was in several bands. I was in band called Prevalent Dreams back in the day um but at the time I was uh approached by No Life. I was actually in a Final Fantasy rock upper brand.
0: <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's awesome.
1: Yeah, so um and that was uh that was different for me because like only the bassist lived in Lansing. So our guitar player lived in Buffalo, New York, another guitar player lived in Austin, Texas. Oh. We had our keyboard player living in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina and like our main singer was in 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 georgia so in the atlanta area so what we did is uh we met up on skype a lot and uh we kind of you know the the writers they they wrote like a story based off the final fantasy series and we kind of picked songs and did arrangements and i had to like record my own drums and um not professionally but just enough so we can get like demo ideas and it's a lot of working back and forth sending files back and forth and then like you know, uh we'd book a convention and we'd meet up and if we were lucky enough we would have like an hour of in person rehearsal time. And then we just go did it and it was yeah, it was interesting.
0: But yeah. I was gonna say, man, that's like almost sounds like some uh fantasy metal jazz improv type stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man.
1: Yeah, it was fun, man. It was it was fun at that time, but uh, And it was the
0: same kind of well not the same kind of music as as heartsick necessarily, yeah. but like heavier music. Yes, we definitely
1: yeah. did have a lot of heavy elements. We also had a lot of melodic elements too, but I mean, it was um for the most part just rearranging Final Fantasy songs. Like, I'm not much of a gamer, but I I've really played, I really get into Final Fantasy 7. Yeah. So, we our song called State of the World was based musically it was based off of the bombing mission of uh, Final Fantasy 7 and we kind of just rearranged the music. And then uh, the singers would write lyrics, like, based off a of Final Fantasy theme, you know, thing. So, yeah, it was interesting.
0: <laughs> that is interesting. How do you even get hooked up with guys like that?
1: So I was in another video game cover band called Year 2000X, and I've always wanted to tour. You know, that's all. I, I tour, play drums, and travel the world. That's all I've ever wanted to do since I was a kid.
0: Yeah. When I was
1: in Prevalent Dreams, you know, of course, you know, I was 18, 17 at the time. Yeah, we just wanted to play and travel, and uh, unfortunately, the rest of the guys in 2000x they started having families, and you know, like getting into like wanted to like everybody's passions changed into that they wanted to go into get, get a career and whatnot. Right. So in this video game scene, it's it's pretty huge nationally. So we played with a lot of different video game bands, and I didn't even know that was a, a it, genre. It, yeah. The, so it's it's a huge, huge community. But uh, yeah, so there's a lot of other different video game bands that we networked that I met through playing touring with you, 2000X. And uh, they were all in the same kind of situations. They wanted to tour and do music. And so we kind of all decided to try to form our own thing. And, you know, and we did that for a little while. And then that kind of fell apart just de- dealing with like, you know, just random life. You yeah. know, just fe- fell apart. But.
0: As most bands eventually do. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. You said that you've always since you were little you wanted to play drums and 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 travel yeah so for me like we were talking about a minute ago Mm -hmm. uh i knew somebody who played guitar and they needed somebody to play drums with and they were like my dad has an old drum set he might sell you and it just kind of went from there so what was your uh what was your pull into actually picking up sticks and playing well when
1: i was a kid my dad was in a bass player or he was in a band and uh, he's a bass player Uh, he was in a like a funk band and uh, that's cool yeah so um i remember he would always like drag me to um like his rehearsal practices and you know even just going to music stores we do always go up to music manor are you familiar where that's oh yeah
0: that's where i used to get all my stuff too
1: yeah yeah i I shop there all the time and uh yeah i remember just sitting you know sitting on on a chair just watching him play bass and just being like amazed and there was something about the drums though that like really just grabbed me you know like when i was a kid you know i just like want to just do it like something about well the, especially
0: playing the funk bass i mean there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of percussion in funk yeah. bass oh yeah yeah
1: yeah it was you know just something about like you know hearing feeling the vibration like hearing that bass drum just like resonate in my chest that like really sparked my interest in, in uh in the drums so ever since i was a kid like watching my dad play and you know being around you know he would play in the church too yeah so I just f- fell in love with it you know like um I was you know a band nerd through middle school and high school and
0: yeah I saw those uh yeah. cool pictures from yeah. uh from what was that middle school middle school yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a seventh grade and so
1: that was I think that's when I really knew because in my, when I was in 7th grade we went to uh New York City to perform in a battle of bands and we won first place nice and then when, when I was in 8th grade we performed at Disney World in Florida so you know I was like I'm I'm on a like a traveling charter bus you know with my middle school concert band and I'm like wow I'm getting to see New York City I'm going I went to the Statue of Liberty to the, the you know I I got to see the the uh the twin towers or, uh the two towers you know the the World Trade Center before it yeah. was destroyed, I got to do that, and it was just like I don't know, like it's there was nothing else that I wanted to do in life, you know, like mm-hmm. i was I thought about you know i I mean, I went to school to you know work on heating and air conditioning, I went to hVAC school, dropped out of that, I was like i i just uh when I dropped out of college, I was in like my, my mid twenties, and I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna go with it, you know i'm yeah. I'm taking a gamble, but you know. It's like you have life, to though. You feel yeah. like you have to, right? Yeah, in life it's like, you know, it's not about how much money you make, it's about what you do with your life and what makes
0: you happy as, you know, a person. So. Yeah. That's like looking around right now at all the all the yeah. different concert posters like Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's that's where it's at, man.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, it's I mean there's 2000X and uh yeah. I have uh so those are some of the no life uh what we oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the no life um uh, posters that we did that was in Dallas, Texas or San Antonio, Texas um and up there uh, uh, that's another texas uh when we're at reno's chop shop in dallas i have other posters too and i just i haven't put them up yet that is those who fight that, that poster up there or the little flyer uh right next to that yeah, oh, yeah. That, that that the house of blues that's actually uh no life played at the house of blues in chicago that was uh that's why i got that pass i, I don't know i kind of save all the memorabilia stuff that we've done i have a bunch of tour lanyard somewhere in the house you know for all the tours that i've done in the past
0: yeah yeah, yeah. I, I met a guy uh recently who doesn't play but he he follows umphreys mcgee a ton and he has like actually a big like portfolio book mm-hmm. of all the posters that he's bought like he's got a ton of them framed and put up around his around his living room uh-huh. but he's like oh dude i've got like two other books just full of those yeah <laughs> yeah um Oh yeah, that's yeah. Those are all the lanyard,
1: touring lanyards. But, yeah, I don't know. yeah, there's a few so, in there. Yeah, a lot of them are from the video game conventions that I've done with the 2000x and in um, those who fight. But yeah, I mean, I, I've I've got to travel a, a lot. I, I've seen a lot of the United States um, before I uh, hooked up with the New Life guys. And yeah, so back to the original question. I was it was 2012 when Fonzo. Asked if I wanted to audition and I played my first show. I think it was like January 2013. I was on two No Life recordings. We recorded a cover. It was uh, Nerdy by Poison in the Well. We also recorded Blood and Wine. Those two No Life recordings I drummed on. Okay. And I also drummed on the first Heartsick record. Right. So um, I stepped down a little bit for i think it was 2014 i I was kind of bummed because heartsick just released the first record sometime in 2014 we you know we did the the band name change and i was just you know like at the time there was really no app-based jobs where you know like lyft uber Mm -hmm. you know uber eats and grubhub and all that stuff so it was hard to maintain Jobs yeah. and maintain the nice, you know, a, a, you know, humble lifestyle that I like to live. So, you know, the band makes enough money to keep on going, but like I couldn't afford to do that at that time. So, it right. was a really hard decision. I, I was really in a bad mood a lot of the times. It's probably really hard to be around because I was just like, you know, I really want a tour. You know, we just released the record. I helped write the record I you know recorded drums on the record and I really wanted to tour that you know but I just I I was not in a financial position to to be gone for you know a month two months and or longer and yeah so I just I had to step down for a little bit and uh Nick Killips uh came back which is the original No Life drummer the, and um, Nick was
0: the original drummer.
1: Yeah, Nick Phillips. Yeah, okay. he was uh, No Life's original drummer. So when No Life started way back in what 1999, I think. Hmm. So those guys started No Life. I was in my freshman year of high school, and I would go to No Life shows. They would play at, at Kedsy House a lot, mm-hmm. and I never at that time, I never really like got to know the guys. I was I was just you know I went to shows and.
0: Wait, and, is that the house that Jared lived with uh, another guy who played bass in a different band? Yes, yeah, so yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes.
1: And um so I never really knew the guys that much. You know, I would just go to the shows and I I was always kind of like a shy person, you know. I would just go to the show. I would go see I would go see No Life there. I remember well, Flesh and Blood Robot would play there, um, my friend Rougera, bands like you know, during that time. And then I would just go home and I would practice drums, you know, yeah. um, and, um, you know, at the same time, trying to get my band, my current band
0: off the road, you know, on the road and right, you know, right. getting off, you know, on our feet. I really wanted to talk to you about your drum set. Okay. First of all, is there, I'm a Pearl guy. You're I Pearl? have no, I have no issue with Tama. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They're, they're fine. Yeah. I'm okay. not a ride or die, but that's just what I happen to have. Mm-hmm. Um, what's, uh, what's your preferred brand?
1: So my preferred brand is Tama. I love, I love their star classic maple series. Um, I think they are, you know, it's all personal preference at the end of the day. Pearl makes excellent kits. Export series are pretty, pretty good.
0: Yeah. Um, That's what I used to, well, I still have it. It just never gets played anymore. I get a dark red Pearl export series. Nice. Nice.
1: For, for me, what kind of on the, on drum level for me, what made me kind of lean towards Tama was specifically their hardware. Like, the star cast mounting system for pearl you actually had to you know put the like mount the tom through like penetrating yeah. the, the actual drum right there's like a so male end like a, that
0: goes into the bass drum yeah. that you have to take and put through the female end and on the tom. on the tom and tom. screw that to the piece
1: and then you have to same thing with uh when you're mounting the toms to the the, the mounting bracket there it's like the tama like that was more of
0: like a sleeve right it just yes
1: kinda... yeah yep it, it kind of like it's it's hard to explain i guess it would be easier if i just had one you <laughs> know so i show you but um i always thought like having a piece of metal inside the drum would affect the, the tone of the drum yeah. somehow i mean that's just what kind of gravitated me towards tama because you know like their their mounting system was just i thought was a lot nicer but
0: and i had i had friends i didn't play in the in the school band i got into music like you know in like middle school and just did garage band stuff yeah but um there was a a a friend of mine who was a really good drummer and he was trying to tell me he's like yeah man pearl those are kind of like jazz drums and Uh, Tama are like rock drums and i was like well whatever i play i play rock with them and it works but
1: yeah well i mean it's also like you know like there's a lot of different things that you know can contribute to what the you what Tone and sound you want to get out of your drums. I mean, down to, you know, that what kind of heads you have on your drums. So, yeah, like, um, you know, Pearl, I think more jazz drummers and funk drummers do use por- Pearl more. Yeah. And more of the metal drummers, it's just more of like, yeah, they would use the Tama brand a lot. But
0: I felt like, and maybe it was just the way that I tuned mine too, but I always felt like when you hit a Tom on a Pearl, it's kind of like, doom Yeah. Yeah, and when you hit a tom it's yeah
1: yeah 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 i mean and that's you know if if you have any like you know that you, you can have some rings there or some internal mufflers to kind of dampen that resonance there and in, in the tom or you know or whatever but um now everything is just so digitally like you, on a record you know like just like on the first on the heartsick record it's like i Track, I played all the drums, but then they get replaced with the MIDI sound. So it's like, (laughs) it's like, well, what's the point of tracking drums if it's just going to be like, you know, it's, but, but, you know, that, that's the, with how technology, you know, progressed over the years in metal music, everything is just really overly compressed and just quantized and just super punchy. And it sounds great. Don't get me. I, I love the way that sounds, but I do miss that organic the old record sound, the sound the where you had the record. yeah and where you in can, the background you can actually hear you can tell that there's human playing there's actually human beings playing the instruments yeah. you know every
0: now and, and then so, you'll hear two sticks hit together yeah, or something like that yeah yeah
1: I, I kind of miss that you know like organicness you know in music yeah but i mean you know i can't deny how awesome and tight everything sounds now with you know how uh, the production and
0: um, right. Um, how much that's, uh, you know, evolved through the years. So did, uh, did you have, well, I know you must've, here, let me reframe this. Mm -hmm. When I, um, when I was playing in a band in like middle school and early high school, we were like a rock band. We kind of cut our teeth playing like Nirvana a lot. Yeah. And then we started moving into slightly heavier stuff. And then our bass player got really into like Pantera and Sepultura. Oh yeah. And he was like, dude, you got to learn how to play drums like this dude from Sepultura. And Igor, I was like, I don't think I'll ever be able to do that. <laughs>
1: Igor, Cav- Igor Cavalera, man, that dude is. Well, I I, I want to yeah, let me go back. The original drummer for Sepultura, I, I, their current drummer now, he's a monster. I can't remember his name, but the original drummer for Sepultura, Igor Cav- Cavalera, that dude is just incredible. Like yeah. the first time I heard the territory, that song territory, I don't, know, the, you know, that opening drum thing. I am like, "What the hell is he doing?" Like <laughs> it blew my mind, dude. Like, like. But yeah, that dude is on another level, and he's yeah. I
0: so there's drummers that I was always like, someday I'd like to be able to play like that. Mm-hmm. Neil Pert was one. Yeah. Um, I can't say his name, but the the dude you were just saying from Sepultura, uh-huh. and th- there's a few others. But then there were guys who like I was like, oh, you know what. I can kind of do some of the things they do. And I remember um it might sound lame because they're like just such a popular band, but Blink 182 and Travis oh, yeah. Barker. Travis Barker's awesome. That dude I was like, oh my God, he uses his hi-hats for fills. Yeah. I never even thought of that. Yeah. Like just little things like that. Who who are some of the drummers where you were like, I'm gonna take pieces of their style and make it mine? Oh man, that's that's a lot. I mean I mean I Or do you remember specifically being like, I'm gonna learn to play that song?
1: Uh, I would have to say a um, couple things come to mind. Uh, we already said Igor, um, mm-hmm. that song Territory. I had to learn how to play that song. Um, Mike Portnoy, of course, from Dream Theater, or used to be in Dream Theater. Yeah. Um, he's in Winery Dogs now. Um, and i say
0: all I ever hear from him now is that he called somebody out and he's like yeah. loves pissing people off.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I hear he's really hard to work with, but I mean, you know, the dude is just, you
0: know. When you're a genius, though. Yeah. He, Probably comes with the territory.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, and I'll, you know, one thing is, you know, that band is just Dream Theater is huge for what they do. You know, um, Six O'clock was the song that I, um, I had to learn how to play when I heard that song. Uh, it's uh, off of their album Awake, and um, when I heard Mike Portnoy, you know, it, it starts out with a his opening drum beat. And I was like, oh my god, it's kind of like this, like funk beat it's kind of hard like funk syncopated beat yeah um but i was like how the hell is he doing that you know like and i just like listen listen to it over and over and over again to just break it down and just you know um but yeah you know i, 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 I had to do the
0: same thing with um oh god what's the name of the song i think it's called fool in the rain by led zeppelin oh dun, yeah, yeah. Dun, 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 dun
1: yeah that 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 shuffle beat man that shuffle beat is john bottom is an amazing drummer too and that and that goes just that's actually a really good example of what i was what i was talking about earlier about like recording like on and on on an engineering level like that band like led zeppelin records dude like it's just so raw organic there's like it's it's it you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. you can hear you can tell that they're humans playing the part like john bottom like is an animal on the drums and you know like it's just that organic feel from you know
0: what pisses me off i gotta mention this while it's still fresh in my mind Mm. is i heard uh keith richards one time talking shit about john bonham saying like he's just a heavy-handed guy anybody can smash the drums it takes style or you know what precision to play it smoothly and he Mm. couldn't do that something wow. to that effect yeah and yeah. i was just like keith richards you can eat it today.
1: <laughs> yeah you know that's that's the thing about you know musicians and i i guess not just with musicians but like you know, everybody's very everybody's entitled to their opinion and you know it's like i think john bottom is great you know yeah, i mean same. like he's influenced a lot of drummers out there whether he you know those drummers know it or not you i know? feel like he's the blueprint
0: but, the original blueprint for metal yeah. drummers even oh, yeah. though it wasn't I don't know people were calling it metal at the time but
1: yeah yeah I I, I agree with you 100% on that but yeah I mean
0: um, cuz he was doing triplets on his on his bass pedal yeah before anybody was even doing doubles you know yeah, what I mean
1: exactly yeah the, I mean it's just, he was super creative man yeah. he was super creative on and and that's what I love about watching a lot of different drummers man because everybody has everybody has their own creativity you know what I mean yeah. and like I like to try to watch and learn from everybody, and that you know and yeah. just try to incorporate my own style to it
0: well, part of the reason besides, I just really like heartsick, but part of the reason why I wanted to talk to you was that um even though you're much more talented at the drums than I am, and I can nah, say that man. I can say that fairly because you've been playing <laughs> you've been playing up until now, I kind of oh. trailed off at like seventeen, but um for sure for sure <clears throat> your your style is one that um. I think shows a lot of skill, but also a lot of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not patience, but just, I, I'll just stick with skill. Because okay. like the Sepultura drummer, we were, we were talking about him earlier. You listen to him, it's just brr, 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 all the time. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's cool. There's a place for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's Sepultura. Yeah. But then you'll have drummers who are like the exact opposite of that. Like your Ringo Starr, where you can count 12 songs, maybe where you heard like, Oh, that was an interesting fill, but most of the time it's just a good beat. Yeah, um, and it, it takes a it takes somebody to be able to put their ego aside because yeah. you have a lot of skill. I've seen you do things that I go wow, um, but then to not want to be like just doing it all the time and yeah. go I need to just support the song sometimes. Yeah, that's a uh, that's something that I think it takes a while for a lot of drummers to get to. Were you ever like? i'm just gonna go wild woo!
1: i feel like in my younger days i had that you know um mentality i guess i'm like oh look what i can do look what i can do you know and that over time as i grew and like got a little bit more mature i guess it's not about me you know what i mean like it's about the band and what the band wants represent you know so
0: there'll be that moment on stage where everybody parts of the season goes ladies yeah. and gentlemen Jake
1: yeah yeah and, and 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 if that ever were to happen then you know where I do a drum solo or whatever that's would be whatever that is you know yeah. what i mean but um i feel like you know as a band it's never about one person it's about you know four or five people whoever is in that band with with heart six particularly it's about us four you know what yeah. i mean and what would complement for like us as a whole Mm. and as a unit and um and what you know what we want to represent with the song you know each song that you know is this going to have a a dynamic like heavy part should i put a flashy part here or should it just be groove laid back and maybe a little bit ambience here Mm -hmm. you know um but yeah i mean yeah i guess i was guilty of that when i was in my younger years where i'm like ah
0: You know, super fast and
1: like, you know. Um, but now it's like you know whatever the song call you know calls for. Yeah, like I try to focus on that. You know.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, because there's some of the best songs of all time, getting out of uh metal genre a little bit. But like, um, oh, what's the song by the Beatles? There are places I remember
1: in my life. That's the name
0: of my life. And it's just bass, snare, bass, snare, hi hat bass, yeah. snare, bass, snare, hi-hat for three minutes. Yeah. But it works. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? People go, oh, Ringo sucks at drums. Does he? Does he? Because no. every song has a groove to it, man. Yeah, yeah. Every song has a groove to it. He's
1: keeping the time and, you know, he's keeping the groove and, uh, you know, it's, I think that does not make anybody a shitty, you know, no and, drummer or whatever. And honestly, what I mean?
0: his fills are really, really weird because, yeah. you know, uh, the story behind why he plays the way he does no no he plays a right-handed kit but he's actually left-handed okay so he leads everything with his left hand instead yeah. of his right yeah so when you do that you've got to do kind of a do 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 you gotta oh, okay. put in these weird spaces so that you can get your hands to the drums at the right time yeah so he's like i wasn't trying to be off timing and cool i just, just i hurt. have to go with my left hand first so yeah. it sounds weird
1: yeah And that and that actually brings up to a uh, brings up just maybe think of a point there like i'm naturally right handed but when i really started like di- diving into drums like really trying to like i was like in high school like just really i i would set up my kit left handed so uh, and and as in a sense i made myself become ambidextrous where i can use both my right hands and left you know right and left hands and i just took that um and uh, you know just incorporated that to the drumming you know what i mean so like i can like if i'm filling you know playing like a rock beat you know i can switch hands and play the same you know i'll play the chord notes with my left hand and you know the eighth notes with my right hand just switch it back and forth um the same thing with my feet you know like drumming like talking about drums is drums is rudimental you know what i mean like the basic elements of drums is just rudiments you know and i've i was a marching band you know um so i was just taking all those rudiments and I'm like you know what i'm gonna try to do those with my feet and then you can just do them with the, on on the bass drum you know and just and then once I have the rudiments down it just comes to creativity there you know how how can i incorporate this to a song or how can i make this heavy or how can i come up with a groove with you know for a certain part so yeah um yeah, that's just what made me. When you said that he was left-handed, that's what just made me think. I was like, "Oh, you know, yeah, I can." You know, that I, would be I'd literally like force myself to play a left-handed kit for a
0: while. That would be a great exercise for a drummer, mm-hmm. and one that I, if I were to play again, I would, I would love to try doing because I notice when I watch guys like uh Frank Beard from ZZ Top, yeah, that dude can roll his left hand just as good as he can roll his right hand. Yeah, and I, you know, I can. I, I cannot do as much with my left as I can do with my right. Yeah. I just know. I know that I can't. And it's always bothered me. And yeah. it's something that, you know, I'll sit there and try to work the left hand and work the left hand. And then I just eventually would be like, oh, I just want to rock. I know. I, yeah. I know how to do it this way. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I was I was like that, too. I was
1: I was I, I could not I, my my whole left side like I couldn't write with my left hand. Now I can write with my left hand. uh um, Legibly let well
0: like does it look like a five-year-old
1: actually my <laughs> even my current writing is illegible so i mean so no <laughs> uh
0: but it's as good as the right
1: it's as good as the right um uh, but even though my right isn't good at all so it's like oh what is that a p or is that a t or is that a, i don't know i don't even know what the fuck i'm writing. it's a hieroglyph yeah i know yeah <laughs> so um but yeah i had to really work on that i i i I forced myself to work on that because I wanted to get my left hand and my left side of the body, just equal strength as my right. So, um, yeah, I I would remember my, (laughs) my mom was a very patient woman. Um, just practicing drums, you know, all through my, you know, teens and, you know,
0: uh, so, did you have a did you have a practice pad Be like hey no hit the well, pad I mean, for a while i did get I off did, those drums
1: yeah i did have a practice pad but when, once i was in the zone those like, are no fun yeah yeah i had to get on <laughs> the kid and do it and you know so um but you know essentially whenever i whenever i work on or like work on a piece i try to just do it you know on the on my lap
0: yeah you know i, I just started oh, out that first and i play the drums on my stomach when yeah. i'm standing up yeah on yeah. my lap and yeah. my my son will walk up when I'm doing it, and he'll just start hitting me on the stomach. Nice. I'm nice. like, oh, yep, yep, daddy's is yeah. drumming, isn't he, buddy?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> do, do any of your kids uh, show interest in music? Yep
0: my nice. my oldest kid um, did choir. She's actually in college now, oh, nice. um, but she was in the choir. The second one is in middle school now. She plays violin and she's in the choir. Also, not sure which one she wants to carry on with, but you know, she's mm. got till high school to pick one, I guess. Yeah. And then my. Older boy has recently said that he wants to learn to play the piano. Nice. And then the younger one, he loves picking up the drumsticks and even just banging on the floor, Tom. I'll just set the floor, Tom, up. And he'll just nice. boom, boom, ba 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 boom, 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 awesome. boom, That's awesome. Yeah. That's so, great. And they all love playing my guitar, too, whenever I'm trying to play it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I want to play, too. You never want to play when it's sitting on the stand over there. <laughs> By the way, they see you playing it and say, ah, now I want to play. Oh, let me yeah. try. Let me so try. I'll, <laughs> I'll make the chords and they'll play the strings. That's cool. Very yeah. cool. Very cool, man. Yeah. I want to get him more instruments though, because, um, actually that's an interesting point because I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm all Mm self-taught. Well, when you're self-taught, you're really taught by other musicians who just give you tips, but, yeah, (laughs) um, but you have actually learned how to play, you know, how to read music, right? A
1: little bit. Yes. Yes. I, I haven't read music in a very long time, but I mean, the concept is there. I mean, it's just like riding a bike. Yeah, I do how to read
0: music, but even though, even when you were practicing your sheet music and your mm-hmm. songs, you would still take time and just jam, right? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That's what kids don't do anymore. Yeah. Kids are like, I have to practice the sheet music. La, 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 yeah. la, 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 la. Mm-hmm. I have to practice my scales. It's like, have you ever just written a song? Well, I don't know how to write a song. Well, play a note and then search for another note that sounds good after that one. Yeah. And then sound, search for another note that sounds good after that one. Yeah. And they're like, huh? It's yeah. like, just play with it. Just yep. play with it. Yep. It doesn't matter if it's right or wrong. Yeah. But kids don't do that very much now, at least the yeah. kids that are, at least my kids, you know, the ones that are like taking classes and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, oh, God, the bass player, the really good bass player, black dude, dreads, short dreads. Victor play, Wooten. Victor Wooten, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw a, a talk that he gave where he said the best way to learn an instrument is the same way you learn to talk. Yeah. Just do it. Just go ba 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 and. Yep. People go, mm, no, not quite. Keep trying. Uh, bah, 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 bah. No. Yeah. Uh, Yes, no, poop pee. Oh, those are <laughs> words. Oh, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. You know, yeah. like learn that way. But um, I don't know. There's so much. Same thing with school. Like people don't like learning things because yeah. the way that they learn them in school is boring. Yeah. You know what I mean? I tried to teach things that were fun and I had administrators come up to me and they're like, hey, your room's a little bit too loud. It's like mm. they're learning in there. Well, well, yeah, but they should be quiet. Well, uh, I think learning can be noisy. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. I mean, and that, and it, it's all like basically, I think what it comes down to is, you know, the individual, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if they have the interest in it. And I think the challenge for, but it sounds like you have that down. I mean, because like you were, you said you were a teacher. Yeah. Like you were making that
0: learning interesting. I tried you know, to. And that's, you know, try to and get and them up if, out of their seats talking to each yeah, other. And that, cause if they're talking about something, as long as, it, if they're making too much noise, but they're talking about something that you want them to be talking about, yeah. it's because they're excited. Yeah, yeah. Don't tell them to be quiet and sit down and write a paper and nobody talk for the next 20 minutes.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I agree with you. You know, I wish more teachers like, especially when I was in school were like that. You know what I mean? So, you and me both. I yeah. got
0: I got sent out of the class a lot. Well, oh, yeah. I mean, I was, I'm, I'm still pretty like, I wake up at five o'clock most mornings just ready to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so my motor has always been running pretty hot. I, did yours? Mm
1: oh yeah yes 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 i i'd wake up and uh you know i i was always kind of like a early bird you know like i'd always wake up yeah, even till now i mean i'm up at like 6 a.m and just ready to go you know like yeah
0: um i was but, i was so hyper i got kicked out of i got kicked out of mr mcathrin's eighth grade history class probably yeah. every other day
1: <laughs> yeah yeah I, I i remember i would like in uh so on the off band or on the off season of marching season so like so in marching band during football season it was marching band, but then after football season is over, it was in symphonic band, you know. So I would always get the drummers to you know whenever the band does the warm the warm up scales, the da 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 da. You know, I would always have them put like a like a like a funk beat to it, like. And then it would just like always like <laughs> piss off our band director. But you know, it was all in good fun, you know. Just it's always just, the drummers too, yeah, dude. Because
0: yeah. even in band practice, I remember my uh, uh, the singer would be like, dude, can you stop for a second? I'm yeah. trying to learn to sing and play the song at the same time.
1: Like, yeah.
0: oh god, this is boring. You yeah, just sit there for a second while they're wing, 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 tune in, like, dude. Yep. dude.
1: Yeah. I'm definitely guilty of that as well, you know, um, especially (laughs) especially uh, in my younger years, um, you know, the the guys are trying to tune or whatever. And I'm like, you know, whatever. But, you know, it's just now that I'm in, uh, shit, I'm going to be 37 in a few days. And like, I don't know, I've just been doing this for a long time and just have a different perspective on the world and on what in my life and how I can manage both to, you know.
0: Well, I got to believe that since smartphones, drummers have been a lot less annoying yeah. while, yes, while guitarists yes. are tuning. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes.
1: I always checking Facebook or social, whatever social media platform they prefer. But yeah, you know, I definitely I would have to agree with you on that one, too. It's kind of chilled a lot of people
0: out. Let Let me talk to you about set for a second. Well, your drum set. Yeah. So... A lot of times guys who are in and do you consider yourself a metal band, Heartsick? No,
1: you know, I think I don't like genres in general. I think But
0: everybody wants to know what yeah. you are.
1: I mean I guess, you know, I guess you can call us a metal band. I think that we are not just a metal band. I right. think HeartSick has different
0: I mean uh, you I hear punk in there too, you know. Oh, yeah.
1: I, I I it's it's one of the
0: things that I Well I'm, and the new stuff even has a little bit almost not like techno techno, but like yeah. almost like a, almost like a nine inch nails kind of almost a little bit of an industrial vibe to it. Like I'm thrilled to hunt.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And even the newer stuff that's not released yet. Like there's like, you know, we're about to release this, uh, uh, an EP. I think that's what's in the works. Uh, I'm not sure if I can talk about that. I'm I'm sure
0: we could, but, uh, um, well, suffice to say there'll be more stuff coming out. So yeah, there's, tuned.
1: there's a lot more like, I mean, After these five songs that we release soon, um, I mean, we have like another 18 songs, I think, that is it's just been is it all just above.
0: pandemic songs it's it's i mean yeah, that it, song's about the pandemic no stuff yeah. that was written during the during pandemic. the pandemic yes yeah. yes it's very yeah <laughs> Not all about, it it'd we, be the most depressing album of all time yeah today was just like yesterday and tomorrow's gonna suck too <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> exactly no I, you know
1: it's just you know the obviously the pandemic really affected everybody in the world but like for heartsick, like We've all been just used to playing, you know, like on the weekends, going away, like doing regional thing or going on a tour, like for a month, or you know, like. And what really, really sucks is the tours that we had lined up for the pandemic. You know, like that are still being postponed, and it's just like.
0: Yeah, because there was a show that you guys were supposed to do in over in my neck of the woods, where uh, you guys were going to be uh one of the bands opening up for disturbed or somebody right
1: yeah so i think that's still going on so it's um it's called upheaval festival yeah and uh we're playing on the same day if it still happens and as far as i am aware of it's happening still it hasn't been canceled um it was supposed to be last year of course but like it got pushed back to july of this year so i mean obviously with anything in the world it's all tentative at this point but like
0: yeah every every time anybody announces anything, we yeah. would like to have this ready by August yeah. of 2021.
1: Yeah, yeah. So who knows? You know, it's uh, at this point I have I I know that I haven't heard anything that it's canceled
0: yeah. or postponed again. Well, I'm but, sure all the bands are just waiting, like just yeah. just chomping at the bit, like please let us play.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know that's gonna be fun. You know, like I you know to share a stage with those guys and like, Dude, to it, open up.
0: The first time that you guys get back on stage in front of like a regular room full of people, mm. I'm just one of you guys is gonna hurt yourself. I know <laughs> it. Like you're gonna be so oh, amped that th- you're gonna break the stage or yourselves. <laughs>
1: I think I can speak for the rest of the guys in Heartsick that we're all ready to get out there and like we have all we all have that. It's like, oh, it's like an itch, you know, like yeah. you can't scratch. It's like God, we miss it, you know? Yeah.
0: And And it's so funny too because like i i told you uh i think earlier i don't think i've mentioned it yet mm-hmm. that i have known Whalen for some time um yeah 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 we well we haven't kept in touch over the years uh a, a ton but mm-hmm. um yeah we go back to like teenager days wow yeah uh, that's awesome playing yeah playing shows in in high school i think um and he's kind of a shy dude didn't want to come on the podcast mm-hmm. you're kind of a shy dude yeah and from what I know of Jared, he's not, like, conversationally shy, but he's not going to be a dude who's like, I'll be on a podcast. Yeah, yeah. But you guys all, when you play, like, you just seem like you're in a different place. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I think it's definitely... Do, do you feel any like, any, like, I got to really just let go? Or when you start playing, does everything else, like, beyond the other three guys just kind of fade out?
1: No, 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 no. I feel like there's a chemistry there with all three of the guys there. And if anything... Um when I first so when Fonzo approached me about joining No Life back in 2012, you know, like I've always watched No Life. I was always a fan of No Life. And one of the things that I've always loved about that band was how much energy they bring. And I'm like, holy fuck, these guys just fucking bring it. You know, like just Fonzo, Whalen, and Jared are just like all over the place, like just tons of energy, and they just
0: they, I imagine Waylon like wearing a neck brace the next morning <laughs> after every show.
1: I remember one time we were playing in Traverse City as no life. This was way before the heartsick days. This was uh, we were opening up for the band In This Moment. Um, and this was before In This Moment got huge. We were playing at a club called Streeters in Traverse City, Michigan, which is about three hours from here, I think, yeah. and um, three hours <laughs> northwest, and um, <laughs> we immediately after he got off stage it was just like straight backstage and just puking all over the place i was just like oh my god there's so much puking by their tour bus and like oh fuck like it was brutal but i mean you know that's 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 the kind of energy that that band has you know and like and it's kind of intimidating like i'm like okay so i'm going to be sitting behind the drums and what can i do to add to that so yeah. it's like no, when on stage, none of those three guys go away. I think it's all like it kind of just we all get in a zone. Well,
0: no, that's what I meant was so, like not that they disappear, but yeah. everything outside of what's happening with those three guys. Oh like, yeah. Do yeah, you yeah. even like when you are right in the middle of a song and you are looking somebody in the band right in the eyes and just yeah? Hmm, do you even feel the the presence in that moment of the people watching you or no?
1: Yes and no. I think it comes in for me personally. It comes in and out. Um, because I feel like I'm just so, I, ca- I guess I kind of just get lost. That's a really good question, by the way. Especially with um, you,
0: because the drummer is really driving the band. Like yeah. if you want a song to be fast, you just count it fast.
1: Well, not, not anymore. Well, I, I well, with Heart Sick, I play to, we all have inner ears now. So we all have a click. But before we switched to the in-ear monitor system, it was just me playing to the click. So like I... I well when I was I I think it was the first band because I played click tracks to other bands but this was the first band that really made me f- had to focus like on the click yeah so like th- when we first started doing that I remember it was when we released the first Heartsick record um that's when we started playing the click tracks and at that time it was just me I I only heard the click you know so yeah. like if I got off from the click, we sequenced some things live that, you know, the other guy, if I got off from the click, the other guys wouldn't know it unless the things were coming out of the PA speakers, like at the wrong time. Right. So I never really had an issue uh, with the click, but I did at first trying to have that connect there. You know what I mean? Because like I'm constantly hearing the click in my ear, the metronome in my ear. So that was a little bit of a learning experience, um trying to that took away a little bit of that from just having the raw feel like no click you know just
0: 100 percent in the moment yeah yeah
1: so um yeah now it's like now we all have the click we all hear that and that's relatively new um we haven't i think we've only played a couple of private parties like very very small parties um since the pandemic um but uh we really haven't played a full show with an our new in your monitor system yet
0: well yeah i wanted to ask you about the the um the vinyl release concert that you guys did online yeah. you guys had the the click going for that stuff too right yeah because you have um like i don't know what you call it like backing tracks backing tracks yep that, that go on too so I would imagine once you start incorporating that stuff into live shows, yeah, that having that track telling you like Where, it's almost a must. Yes,
1: right? it is. Yeah. Especially for the newer stuff. I mean, there's a lot of with the new heart sick music, there's a lot of um ambient elements to it yeah. that we do sequence live and I think it adds to the song. I love it personally. Yeah. I love it. I think it adds a whole other element to our live sound. Um that we can
0: i i like it do. too visually just like when you see the when you see like the drummer kind of like straightening up and the guys yeah. on the guitar is just kind of shaking their arms out but yeah. then there's still like you know that voice playing or like some siren or some kind of like yeah. kind of noise like yeah. you just know like oh shit something's about to happen yeah <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah
1: it, and you know i like i'm i'm really i'm really excited to play you know once obviously we all want this pandemic to be over with so we can return to normal life but right um, with one of the I, I think that with our an uh, ear monitor system like our live shows can has the potential to change so much like with dynamics mm-hmm. because I won't have to count the guys in you know what I mean like it would just be really cool we have like the backing tracks or like we have so uh, like in between our songs we normally have these tracks that play while the other guys are tuning and you know I think it would add more dynamics that we just kick into stuff you know what i mean like without having just one two three four whatever it just like we all have the click it's just right there you know like so i'm really excited to play shows again especially with our in-ear system because of those new dynamics that we could add to the to the live performance so
0: sorry about my phone oh no worries man um two questions i'm gonna say them both now so i don't forget them okay i want to talk to you specifically about the The setup that you use, okay, um, and the other question is already starting to fade out of my mind, so we'll just we'll see if it comes back to me, yeah, yeah, so let's talk about your drum setup because I think I tried to go here, but it ended up going into a different question. Mm. A lot of times when you see uh drummers that play metal or just even harder harder music, uh a lot of times the inclination is to get like two bass drums, five toms, a roto tom, yeah, two floor toms, eighteen cymbals, yeah a gong you keep your stuff pretty simple like if somebody just walked up to the kit and said what kind of music you think this guy plays be like "Mm, probably rock maybe even some jazz yeah like so what did you want to kind of keep the same elements to your kit that like maybe previous drummers had had to not change the sound too much or was that the kit that you brought in well that i mean i think obviously
1: visually a big kit looks cool You have more options, but I also like the concept where less is more.
0: Yeah, and because I feel like people that have big drums, yeah, you could take a so-so drummer and give him a gigantic set, Mm -hmm. and he'll sound kind of good just because he can make a bunch of different sounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you take a so-so drummer and just give him a four-piece set, Mm -hmm. he's going to be like, "All right, I don't know. Hmm, what do I do here? It's like how many tricks do you know now that you can make this sound good? Yeah,
1: and (laughs) yeah, and that's and that's why I like that uh, because it, it it pushes me to try to be more creative yeah um with certain fills or just with you know just in general you know like
0: because um, I didn't know if maybe the band imposed it on you like uh <laughs> uh when they recorded guns and roses recorded appetite for destruction yeah yeah their drummer originally had a way bigger set yeah and they said he was doing a ton of fills and so when they showed up um they like hid half of his drums and just <laughs> made him play on a small set yeah and yeah they're like sorry dude this is what we got you gotta play that and he all right yeah yeah no like with
1: with with the hard sick guys no there's nothing like that um you know we all have uh
0: what's the word i'm looking for Um,
1: we all have we're all open to do what we want to do
0: um if it's you know if nobody's like hey man that's not really in our sound
1: yeah that's yeah nobody's gonna be like oh that's too much or whatever it's like if they don't like it they don't like it and you know like we just move on um but like you know everybody has like an open say You know to it so like nobody's like no dude you have to play a four piece and it has to be like this there's there's really no dictatorship
0: like it's too many symbols bro yeah yeah yeah
1: (laughs) and you can never have too many symbols i I call it spice you know you just add the spice into it you know but um yeah i i especially splash symbols and stuff like i i would love to have that there but i just don't want it there now because it's like there's well,
0: your your basic kit like the one that i saw uh yesterday i was watching that whole concert <clears throat> it looked like you were playing snare tom, floor tom bass and hi-hat splash two crash ride and uh, like a china symbol almost yeah there's
1: no splash in there um yeah basically it's just a basic four piece you know i have uh um it, it, it kind of changes there. there we have quite a bit of kits in there, and, and yeah. so
0: well, I've seen the videos. It looks yeah. like there's like three or four different, different kits, kits in the recording yeah. or in the uh, practice space there. Yeah, yeah.
1: So um, it depends on what kit we that I'm playing on, but uh, for the most part, it's basic four piece. Um, sometimes I'll add another tom right by the hi hat. Um, it all depends on you know what I'm feeling at that time, but um, for the most part, it's just a general four piece kit with a hi hat, one ride cymbal, two crashes, and a china okay okay but i used to in other bands other bands i had a pearl rack i had three rack toms a floor tom a 14 inch on my right 16 inch on my left i had a bunch of cymbals and you know unless we were like i don't know like if we had roadies if right. Maybe, you didn't have to set it up yourself
0: every night <laughs> even even
1: then even if that even if we didn't have that, i still like i still am happy playing with what we're playing with now like what i'm playing on right now yeah it's just it's it pushed me more on a creative level level to like push myself yeah. on on how what what how can i make this interesting with what i have in front of me i don't need to have like Eighteen thousand toms or whatever to try to sound totally or
0: whatever (laughs) totally yeah i did the i did a pretty similar setup to yours actually when uh when i was playing i had a i had a hi-hat and then i had i had two splash cymbals but one of them i didn't care for that much i had one that was like really small and it was just really fun yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um and i'd have that right next to the right next to the hat yeah yeah um then uh i'm trying to think a 14 inch crash 16 inch crash a huge like almost third, like huge biggest ever i've seen ride uh symbol yeah um and then usually yeah i would have the snare i would take the big mounted tom put that over the snare take leave the other one off floor tom
1: nice nice yeah what so, kind of symbols do you lose uh, what's your preference on symbols
0: i used all Zildjians. nice nice
1: Zildjians are great
0: i like i like their i especially liked that big huge heavy ride that i found at music manor used yeah yeah the only way i could only tell it was zildjian because it had the stamp on it yeah but um i don't even know if they make those anymore it was seriously it was like 32 inches or 34 it was i I sold it to another drummer when i was like i should sell the cymbals to somebody who's going to use them and i sold it to a guy who gigs and um, he was like holy shit i've never seen a cymbal this big before i was like i know right yeah what is it's a zildjian he's like no they don't make them that big i was like must be from the 70s bro i don't know Yeah, yeah
1: that's (laughs) awesome man that's
0: cool yeah
1: Yeah. i I like zildjian i like sabian um
0: yeah you're not a pasty guy
1: pasties are nice i like them but i i feel like uh they're 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 definitely cool nick barker played on them a lot he used to drum for demon Borgir. um he used to drum for cradle of filth um he used to drum for a band called lock lock up or Lockjaw or lock something but yeah i don't even know what he's doing i don't know if he's in any active bands now but he was a one of the one of my biggest influences at that time um but he was endorsed by pasty and uh they they make cool symbols but i was more of a zildjian sabian guy
0: yeah uh, i know drummers will like they'll get mad at each other like yeah bro no don't tell me that a sabian is better than a zildjian <laughs> yeah yeah
1: <laughs> yeah I, you know and it's just and, and again it all comes down to personal preference yeah so it's like I, because I've definitely been there. I've like got into arguments with my other drummer buddies when I was younger. I'm like, yeah, you know, oh, this is better. Oh, no, this is better. Oh, this is better because it's, you know, they their quality is better. They make more varieties of symbols, yeah. and it's like well, at the end of the day, it's just like it's all. No, oh, you like it. Cool. That's awesome. We can we can have different opinions on things, and
0: yeah. you know, it will yeah. still be cool. And some guys were all like, I got to get the. <clears throat> oh, I'm trying to think what they were called. The. Zildjian made like different lines and there yeah. were some that were like gold and shiny as hell. The, the and then there were some that looked real that. dirty. Yeah. And um and I I never some people were like, I'm just gonna try to get all that one line of them. But mm. my splash was like it had the purple stamp on it. I don't know what that is. Yeah. The other ones were just like the normal dirty ones. And the other one was I don't know. Yeah if I could remember what any of them were called, it would sound better than the you know and the you know. But yeah, I just same thing. I would go in there and I'd be like, yeah. Nope, don't like that one. Yeah. Nope, don't like that one. <laughs> ding ding ding. Yep, I like that one.
1: This one's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, they uh, you know, they Zildjian. They had the Z Custom series. They had the A series. They had the Aveda series. series. That's
0: what it was. The A's, yeah. and the customs. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and same thing with Sabians. They have the A's, the X's, the H H X. The, you know, they have so many different spin offs, You know, series of symbols, and they all are great for what they. What they are,
0: um you know, I just always felt bad because mine looked like such a mutt set of like my <laughs> my ride symbol looked like it was made out of like iron, my yeah. splash was like shiny, 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 yeah, and none of them looked like they m- should go together, and none of them like well, I mean, technically, none of them did go together, but yeah, they produce nice sounds,
1: yes, yes, they do, Mino is actually a pretty cool symbol they uh I've been looking at Mino, um they have a I think well, I can't remember what it's called, but they're like a dark series symbols where they're all black. Mm. Like the symbols are all black, and they like they look nice,
0: like those fake ones that you use in uh, music videos and stuff. Almost, almost. <laughs> they're like,
1: uh, but they, they, but they, the tone of the sound of the symbols, uh, they, they just sound incredible. They sound really cool. They have a nice dark tone to them, and um, yeah, pretty cool, pretty cool symbols.
0: I need to get, <clears throat> I need to get symbols back because I tried to sell my whole drum set, dude. It is hard to sell a drum set right now. Oh yeah. There's not a lot of people buying drum sets. You wow. want to sell a guitar, somebody'll pick that up same day. Yeah. You put a drum set online and it's uh would you take 50 bucks less? You know,
1: like Yeah, a lot of the haggling and Yeah, it's not uh,
0: unfortunately, there's just doesn't seem like there's a ton of people picking up drums right now. Yeah, and
1: then, you know, I don't know if uh, even when I was a kid, you know, like it didn't seem like there was a lot of drummers around. Like
0: Yeah, if you played drums, you could find a band. You
1: could find a band easily, <laughs> you know, like I and you know, I still get you know offers people sending me messages hey man do you have time to do a side project or you have time to do this and i'm like i wish i had time to do that you know and you know like yeah. oh this, this seems pretty cool but you know like i'm just really busy right now you know like it's just it's it's nothing you know like personal but it's just like there's no drummers out there like nobody plays drum i, I don't know why like at least in this area you know i know yeah, no, sure right
0: about- by me the the music store by me mm-hmm. um it used to be firehouse music and now it's just firehouse guitars they were like we just oh, wow. didn't we couldn't sell enough drums to make it worth it to keep ordering them that's uh that's too bad yeah
1: i mean i personally love drums i don't know like like i said i i come from a musical family and ever since i was a kid you know like just something about the drums the the feeling the energy of the drums just really got me and i was like i really want to do that yeah you know what i mean so
0: um, oh, yeah, I, I, I 100% know what you mean because I would yeah. come home from school especially if it was a day when I was like oh god I just hated that mm. I would come home and just rock until my parents got home and then they'd be like alright we're home time making time. dinner yeah. go take a shower now and yeah. then come have dinner yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah that's cool
0: <laughs> yeah so what um what advice would you give to somebody who's uh, like me and has small kids mm. as far as like pushing them into music early if because I mean, you came from a musical family, which is yeah. great. Mm-hmm. I came from a, a, a. My dad loves music, has mm-hmm. a great appreciation, a huge vinyl collection. Yeah, and it's everything from Richard Pryor to Beethoven to, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> he's got some funk. And well, he started listening to rap, you know, in CD era, but yeah. now a CD collection too. He's got he really likes Eminem and Dr. Trey. <laughs> Me too, man. Me too. Yeah, I love them. So, um. I always had that appreciation for music, but nobody was like, Here, pick up an instrument. So yeah. what do you think, man? Just like go buy somebody a first act guitar and a or a oh. drum set when they're little or
1: I mean, I would I wouldn't go off and buy anything right away. I would see if they have interest in yeah. it. And then once if if they do have interest in it, you know, like a lot of, I mean, I, I I did teach lessons for a little bit. Oh, yeah? uh, I I taught a couple of students and uh one of the things is, you know, like kids will like are they still are they still going to have like interest in it you know like um but before i would go like buying like a kid a guitar or drums to see like how how bad do they want to do this you know because yeah. a kid could wanna they could think they want to do it like for about a week month then they two want months and then they want the next day they the, they get in uh, hooked in by video games or whatever
0: yeah so i definitely saw a lot of kids who were like ooh i want to play the drums yeah. and then like we all got drums, and then they were like, eh.
1: "Yeah, yeah." I I I remember before I uh before I was bought my first before my grandpa bought me my first kit. Like I was like, I always told him I want to play drums. I want to play drums. He's like, <laughs> "All right, cool." You know, and I come from a pretty big family. You know that like I I had to wait for a long time before uh I got my first drums. Actually, I had my first drum set when I was four years old. But then I <laughs> outgrew that, and then I didn't show any interest in it until i was about like 10 11 and um i was about 13 just past three years i really want to play drums i really want to play drums and my grandpa was like he calls me up he's like all right i'm gonna come pick you up we gotta go like build these cabinets for your grandma and i'm like oh
0: fuck you know like (laughs) god damn it you
1: know i'm like i gotta go do more work i gotta do more chores and and then he pulls up and him and my grandma pull up uh, to come pick me up, and I see this big fucking red bass drum in the back seat of the car, and I just like shat myself. I'm <laughs> like, holy fuck! I was just like, uh, I was ecstatic, and uh I still love, and I still have that kit. It's uh, it's in the their basement, but
0: oh, you don't, you don't take it on I, tour? <laughs> no, yeah.
1: it was uh, it was one of those intro kits. It yeah, was a yeah. company called Max with two X's, um. So, uh, yeah, I think it maybe was like $200 at Music banner, But like, uh, yeah, I, I still I still as a fond memory um, that I still enjoyed uh, through all these years. And uh, but, yeah, I would I would just see like, you know, um, if the kid shows interest in drums or music, guitar, piano, whatever, um, and see how, you know, I would definitely encourage it, you know, yeah. and always be supportive for what they want to do. Sure. um but uh you know we'll see like if i i w- cuz obviously it's uh, music instruments are really expensive so like oh yeah if, they
0: definitely can if you want to go in the higher end oh yeah
1: woo. oh yeah so it's definitely an investment but like um
0: well let me ask you this then too because i came to the drums with uh just a lot of enthusiasm mm-hmm. and the enthusiasm of some people that needed a drummer yeah yeah <laughs> but um You know, it was mostly a lot of me trying to figure things out and like just trying to duplicate or replicate sounds that I, I, as best I could. Yeah. Or somebody would be like, Hey, this is how you do a triplet. Do, do, do. Now Mm -hmm. do it faster. Oh, okay. I'll just keep practicing on that. Yeah. Um, but for somebody who's playing already and, um, whether they're taking lessons or not, like play all the time. But would you say, yeah, man, if you really want to push yourself, get lessons or is it you know, in the, in the day of YouTube, could somebody get just as much out of that?
1: I think it all depends on how you learn what's best It it all. It all goes down to the individual. So some people are best taught by diving into it themselves and like, you know, researching themselves. Some people need a little bit more guidance and the kind
0: of, the kind of people that don't like to read the directions and just start putting it together. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, you know, I mean, I guess, it all comes down to the individual and how they learn and um but uh for me personally i was get into it you know what i mean like i would just you know even before my grandpa bought me my first drum set as a you know 10 13 year old like i was i was Uh, drumming on pots and pans you know and like dude
0: i made a fake drum set out of uh boxes yeah
1: yeah i would i would in school i uh i would uh take my paper and kind of just like stretch it off to the side and just use that as a snare drum and now in my head that was my snare
0: drum and I was yeah because like it that paper would get like, just a little, a little bit, bit of a snap of that snap to yeah. it and <laughs> yes. so
1: a lot of my you know i'm in history class i'm just you know trying to come up with beats and you're just not listening to whatever the you know the lesson was and uh because i was just so immersed and i just wanted to play I, drums i always know? wanted to be playing like, it's just that's all i did at that time
0: you know, like you probably heard a whole lot of. Can you stop doing that? Yeah, yeah. Stop, oh, stop, stop. Sorry. stop.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got a lot of that all the time, and um, but yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. All right.
0: The last thing that I want to focus on here was something that I didn't ask Alfonso, even though I meant to. Um, and and be honest, don't be afraid to embarrass your guitar players. Yeah. Do they practice their stage moves?
1: No, I don't think so. I've never, I've, when we practice, we've never choreographed anything.
0: Well, not um, even like, let's all jump at the same time, but like, yeah. you know, I remember, I remember going to the shows back in the day. Yeah. And like, Jared and Waylon were throwing their guitars so hard, it yeah. looked like the, the things were going to, f- their straps were going to break off. And I was like, do they go, hey, you know, what would look cool is if we went like this. Yeah. Or does it just like, man i'm feeling it ah and it just happens
1: with the Heartsick guys um my with my in my time with the no life and then into Heartsick, i've never seen them like be like okay we're gonna do this here in this part of the song or we're gonna do this we're gonna do this guitar spin here or we're gonna like look like we're throwing it here everything is organic everything is going by how they feel how we feel whatever we're doing is it's all done right there in the moment
0: do they Uh, practice like that too
1: no like we, we, we'll, we'll, when we practice, we just, you know, everybody, you know, those guys, they'll have their hair tied back and, you know, um, you know, we're just all glasses on. Glasses, hair back. Yeah. I mean, and you know, there's times that, well, you know, we're getting in the groove and we're all feeling it. We're all like nodding our heads while we're jamming. But like yeah. that's that's our practices to the extent is just us nodding our heads and getting into it a little bit. But, the, but
0: it's but the throwing and the jumping yeah. and the jumping off the bass drum and all yeah. that that just happens yeah. when the crowd's really feeling it
1: yeah that's all yeah yep. yeah so we don't really rehearse that
0: i was hoping that you were gonna say that jared and waylon like get together like little school girls and giggle. <laughs> it would be so cute if we both jumped in through our guitars <laughs> yes they do that
1: i knew it uh, yeah no oh uh, but yeah no but the truthfully yeah truthfully no they don't do that but
0: um oh and then the other thing i wanted to ask you too Have you ever had to have a conversation with a singer or a bass player or a guitar player? Be like, hey, man, uh, don't touch my drums like that during the show. Oh, don't don't stand on my bass drum. Don't hit my cymbal. Uh, Actually,
1: no, no. And and, um, something that it's not really commonly known that well. I don't know if I should be saying it, but like the all the heartsick gear uh, Alfonso actually owns it all. So I have my own kit. And actually my my personal kit is actually stored in his garage. He's storing it for me because I uh yeah, it doesn't fit in this, you know, apartment here. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, it doesn't um, lend
0: itself to apartment living. Yeah, yeah.
1: So but when it comes to the band gear, it's all his. You know, he owns it all. Like so, like 'cause
0: that I'm, was the first thing I saw when I watched that <laughs> when I watched that concert yesterday. Yeah. Was when he stood on the bass drum. I was like, I don't know how I'd feel about him standing on my bass drum. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, if,
0: but if it's his own bass drum, go for it. It's his own bass drum. But I mean,
1: I guess if it was my bass drum, you know, Alfonso one of my best friends. You know, like I I wouldn't like I wouldn't care if he stood on my own bass drum. As long so. as he didn't break it. Just as long as he <laughs> didn't break it. It's all good. You know what I mean? Like, so, um, yeah. But when it comes to him, the hearts that you out he owns it all so like yeah. he can stand on his bass drum all he wants you know he can break I mean? that like, shit all day long <laughs> yeah. but uh if anything like if there's anything like if anytime like a cymbal cracked i'm like fuck you know i'm like dude i'm sorry the cymbals crack he's like dude i got a warranty on it i'll just sit at it send it in and get another one i mean the dude is dude is yeah. very very smart so yeah he's
0: he, he is he's yeah. a he's a he's a businessman and a hustler
1: yeah yeah yep He's he he knows what he wants and you know he's a he's a good dude. So and needs... I
0: say that in the best way possible too. Oh, I yeah, don't, yeah. I, yeah. I nobody yeah. thinks I'm like saying it like trying to throw shade at him. No, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. You know he he knows what he wants. You know he's the leader of the band. Yeah. You know it's his band. Um,
0: is there ever any friction? Because I know that mm-hmm. a lot of times, maybe it's just me because I was because <laughs> I'm an asshole. But yeah. like a lot of times, the front man and the drummer will have almost kind of like a rivalry, just because I, the drummer is but... like the composer of the band but the the singer is like the face and voice of the band yeah yeah
1: i've so i never had i think the most time that there was any friction between us was when i was just in a really bad sp- state of mind back in 2014 after we released the first record because i knew we re- oh, excuse me sorry no. i knew we released released the first record and we worked really hard on that record writing the record um do and, you
0: do you contribute to like the musical uh writing
1: on the, so uh yes and no um the first record yes i did more so on the first record we all it was more of a collaborative effort
0: on all three of
1: us or yeah the four of us
0: i remember being a drummer being like you know what, if we put in a little pause here and then hit it like that might sound cool and they'd be yeah. like oh okay yeah let's try that
1: so the first record the writing process was uh you know alfonso and jared or like they usually are the the main song like they'll have the riffs ideas and we kind of like we will come in and we'll like make a rough skeleton of the song mm-hmm. and then uh we had our buddy JD he was our producer at the time he would come in and kind of like uh polish everything off and then we would go to the studio and when we that was when we first started wor- working with Josh Schrader yeah and uh on that record you know he's an amazing josh is an amazing drummer an amazing musician like that dude is just super super creative and that's probably fun he,
0: for you as a drummer to be in there with the producer that knows what we're doing.
1: doing yeah so like it's he adds another element to the songwriting process and and you know with the later and for for the newer Heart sick stuff it's like we all have a say in in it but like there's also other people like you know josh Schrader, damon tate from a virtue um comes in sometimes and just writes with us a little bit but um but for the most part um the only time that there was like friction i would say um was when i was like have like when i had to leave and i didn't want to leave yeah because i needed to i couldn't go tour as much you know because i needed to work now there's lyft and uber and you know, so i can i can work and on my own schedule and be able to tour you know yeah so and if you um, guys
0: i would imagine too even doing that like if you're like shit we need money for gas here let's go give somebody a lift. yeah yeah <laughs> <You> yeah <know? laughs> yeah
1: so yeah you know and you know like lyft like that that would have been cool to do, but I couldn't work outside of Michigan for Lyft and Uber. But, like, oh, there's, right. like, Instacart now, um, Grubhub. I can work out of state if I had to. But then, you know, driving a van with a trailer is probably not <laughs> the best to do that. So what I do is I try to work as much as possible during our off time. Yeah. And I just save. So when we go on tour, everything is covered and, you know,
0: so... Smart and good yeah. that you're able to do that too because some yeah. people just see that money come and go, Oh, I should spend that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah,
1: it, it takes a lot of discipline. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I mean, you know, there's, I've never personally, I'm really not a competitive person. I'm really not a rival person. Yeah. Like,
0: um, I like to you don't do need, You don't need to feel like the spotlight's on you.
1: Exactly. Yeah. 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 I, I, I'm I. not, I'm very, really reserved. And actually, when you approached me to do this podcast, I'm like, uh, you know, like normally I would have said no, thank you, but no. But like, I am trying to push myself. I, when I, I, I talked to Fonzo, like after we scheduled the date, I'm like, yo, dude, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And they're like, I was like, I really want, you know, I'm kind of nervous about it, but you know, I'm just trying to push myself. And, You know, like just trying to be, you know, better myself and life. You know, and um, he was very supportive about it. He was like, "Yeah, dude, do it up. You know, like it'd be really good for you." And.
0: Well, I'm glad he didn't uh, so, say no, nah, dude, that guy's a shithead. Don't talk to
1: him. <laughs> no, no. He, he was like he was he was super supportive about it. He was like, Yeah, man, do it up, man. It'll be really cool. And yeah. And uh, you know, it was nice to get that uh extra assurance and confidence boost, you know. Because like I I don't like ta- like I am doing this right now, it's it's taking me out of my comfort level a little bit. And yes, it's ten, nine, ten o'clock, and I'm drinking a beer. But I actually uh, cut back drinking a lot. So this is the first beer that I've had in I don't even know how long. And, well, I already uh, drank mine. Otherwise, I'll cheers if, yeah. if you. Want, <laughs> if you want another one, please, feel free. to. Uh, I can get you one or feel free to, like, there's in the fridge, man.
0: We actually got to wrap uh, this up soon. We've been talking nope. for almost an hour and 15 minutes. Oh, wow. wow. You believe Time it? just flew by, man. I know, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's weird. It's like you go into a trance when you're in the, doing one of these.
1: Yeah, dude, yeah. No, it's – um. but, yeah, this is uh. Yeah, very cool, man, and I want to thank you for – asking me to do this and well thanks for me
0: thanks for doing it man because honestly i've talked to a few people recently who do things outside of you know anything that i comprehend Mm -hmm. so getting the sitting down and talking to somebody who i can actually kind of nerd out with a little bit yeah this is a lot of fun yeah yeah this is awesome dude i'm having a blast man that's cool cool um well we should wrap it up because okay. you got places to be and so do I. Yeah, and we've been yeah. talking for over an hour, but nice. is there anything uh, you want to leave people with? Uh, last thoughts, things about HeartSick, oh. uh, social media links, anything like that?
1: Yeah. I mean, you can check out, uh, please check out HeartSick. Uh, I'm not sure what our social media stuff is. I know we do have a Facebook. I know we have an Instagram. Um, I know we have a website. I don't know. <laughs> and I'll, put it all, the...
0: I'll put it all up in the show notes too. Thank you,
1: man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh I love those guys. I I love every one of them. Waylon, Jared, and Fonzo. They're all three of those guys are, you know, I consider them really my best friends and uh you know, we all support each other and you know, we have each other's backs and uh you know, we're all working really really hard on uh on this new music um we're about to release a five song EP, I think. And then there's like another 18 songs after that for a whole record i don't know if we're gonna just release a record or if we're just gonna do singles that's all I'm still like th- Afonso has an idea of what he wants to do but yeah we're just you know trying to get over this covid bullshit and not we we're anxious to to get back on the road but uh yeah please check out heart sick um we are very all very passionate on what we do and you know we do it because we love doing this we love music we love creating music we love interacting with people we love meeting new people and that's yeah just please check us out give us a listen and if you like it please share it with your friends and yeah
0: yeah it's great music if you're running too actually i told i text alfonso uh shortly after he did my show i was like man i was listening to coffin chaser while i was running and i had to stop because i almost gave myself a heart attack oh yeah <laughs>
1: wow man yeah that was that's a old school old school song yeah that's off the first record yeah
0: yeah we gotta run so everybody thank you for listening and uh check out heart sick god damn it
1: <laughs> later man see ya.
0: Hey, everybody, thank you for listening. Make sure you check out Heartsick. They're on social media at Heartsick Band. Got that new EP out. Should be on Spotify. Anywhere else you go and listen to music, look them up. Heartsick. If you like the show, show your support at www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash creative ops. Buy me a coffee. It'll keep me uh, keep me going. Thanks to Jeff M for the coffee last time. Appreciate you, brother. And go to the website, www.christophertallen. Talon with two L's. Christophertallen.com. Can learn more about me, the book that I wrote, the blogs that I write, the companies that I do writing for, and uh, you know all that kind of stuff. So, bye everybody.